welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parasha Kitavo, Kisavo, and in the book of the Shem Mishmuel, he gives us a beautiful explanation about how the, the, the mitzvah of Bikurim, of bringing the, the first fruits to the temple, offering them, uh, is connected to prayer. And so in this, um, this Torah portion, it opens with this mitzvah of Bikurim, which is the one of bringing the first fruits um, uh, to the, in these times when the Jewish people entered the land of Israel was the Mishkan, the tabernacle that was built in the, in the desert, what, which was transported into the land of Israel. And later on, uh, many years later, it was then transferred to Jerusalem where the first temple stood and then the second temple stood. So this mitzvah, uh, was that when the Jewish people settled the land and they started uh, uh, growing produce in the land, uh, they had to, um, to set apart the first fruits that, were, that came from their, from their agricultural uh, feeds and they would take them and put them apart and they would bring them as an offering to the temple. They would tie a red knot on them, a, a red string, so they would know which, which they were and they would bring these first fruits to the Kohen in the, um, in the times of the temple and the Mishkan and they would bring them to him, wave them before the altar in the Beis Amikdash, and then the owner made a declaration about the history of the Jewish people and how God brought them out from slavery and promised them this land. And, um, and so now we're going to see how this, uh, this mitzvah was so important. Why was it so important? And they would bring from the seven species of the land of Israel um, that this is what they offered. And these seven species uh, are wheat, barley, grape, thick, pomegranate, olive, and dates. And, uh, and these were the first fruits. So in the Midrash, in Tahuma, in Kitzavo, it says, Moshe gazed with Ruach HaKodesh, Moshe gazed with uh, divine inspiration, and saw that in the future, the Beit HaMikdash would be destroyed. He knew that it would be destroyed, and that the Bikurim would terminate, that this would be the end of it, of this very big mitzvah. So he arose and instituted for Israel that they should pray three times daily. And so the three prayers that we do today, which is the Shaharit, Minha, and Arvit, prayers that we do are actually um, instead of this mitzvah of Bikurim, of, of, of bringing the best of our, of our fruit to the Kohen in the Beit HaMikdash. So the mitzvah of Bikurim is considered to, the, to be the most fundamental to Jewish life. The commentator said that Hashem created the whole world just for the mitzvah of Bikurim. And Rabbi Huna said, in the name of Rabbi Madna, the world was created in the merit of three things. In the merit of Hala, which is Hala, you know, many people think that Hala is the braided bread that we eat on Shabbat, but actually Hala is the mitzvah of separated from, separating from the dough before you braid it and, and, and bake it you separate a piece from this, uh, this dough and you wrap it and you burn it. And this is, uh, this is um, the, the mitzvah of, of, of challah. And in the olden days when the temple stood, people would bring their challahs, their first challahs they would bring to the temple. So in the merit of, Mas of, of, Mas of Masros, tithes, 
and in the merit of Bikurim. So tithes is like taking out the maser, taking out the 10% of, of what you do, of what you earn, and then you give for tzedakah. So what is the reason? There is no beginning, no beginning, but Bikurim, as the verse says, the first of the Bikurim of your field, and this is in Shemot. And why is this mitzvah considered to be such of such great significance? And that is the observance justified the creation of the world. Like, why would the world be created just for this mitzvah? And so we have to understand uh, the different commentators. Uh, there's a quote from the Zohar, which discusses the declaration which the donor of the Bikurim makes to the Kohen at the Beit HaMikdash. And so they need to show and consider that only because of the divine kindness, Hesed, do they merit all this and dwell in the land. And he brought them into the land, provided them with all of their goodness. This is why they must say all of these things to the coin because he represents the Hesed of God. So this is the Sohar. What the Sohar is saying is that when a person takes from the first of, of what he has, and he takes as an offering to God, uh, we offer giving to the Kohen because he's a representative of the kindness of Hashem. When we're doing this, we're acknowledging that all the goodness that we have in our lives was given to us by God. Like God is kindness and nothing, nothing he does in this world doesn't come out of kindness. Sometimes we see it like not so kind, but in reality, everything comes from his from his kindness. So the Sohar will be the key to our understanding uh, to this fundamental role of the Bikurim in the Jewish thought. And he declares that the function of the mitzvah of Bikurim is to emphasize to the individual and indeed to make him declare that his very existence in Eret Israel is dependent not on his own merits, but on the grace of God. So this mitzvah, what it did is that it made people aware that they're in the land of Israel, not because of them. They didn't be, deserve it. Or even if they deserve it, they're not there because they deserve it. They, they're there because Hashem wants them there. It's only because of Hashem's kindness that he took us out of Egypt, that he took us through the desert, that he fed us, that he took care of us to bring us to the land of Israel. So this we may suggest is, is akin to the purpose of creation itself. For mankind, to realize that he was created through the hesed of God. That we have to recognize that if we're in this world and we're breathing today and you're watching live a little higher, it's just because Hashem is kind to you. We're here because of his kindness. If he would not want to, he would just like make everything disappear in one instant. So the Rambam tells us the intention of all the mitzvot is that we should believe in our God and concede to him that he created us. So all this system of mitzvot that Hashem creates 613 mitzvot, in which 248 we do and 365 we don't do, all this thing, all this Torah that we learn and everything, our, our being alive and in this world, everything, everything that we have and we see and we perceive is only there so we can recognize that Hashem created us and that he's kind to us. So in the merit of the Bikurim, the world was created and that is the idea which underlies the mitzvah is also the concept which motivates the whole creation of the world. So Bikurim, the bringing of the Bikurim encompasses the three main arenas of human life, 
which is thought, speech, and action, which the Alter Rebbe also calls the, the, the garments of the soul. This is what dresses our soul, our thought, our speech, and our actions. And the fruits were brought to the Beit HaMikdash, wait before the altar, and set down. And these are actions. So the, 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 the people picked up the first fruits, and they put them in a basket, and they did uh, the journey to Jerusalem uh, for the festivals, and they brought this, this fruit is action and the owner of the fruit recited the declaration that declaration a speech in which he recognizes that Hashem took them out of Egypt and he saved them from Pharaoh and he took care of them in the desert and this is speech the declaration and finally he prostrates himself before leaving and this is an expression of intellectual submission to the will of God which takes place in thought and this is the only mitzvah in the whole Torah where the Jew had to prostrate himself. And this explains why Bikurim is considered such a dear mitzvah in God's eyes, for the entire personality is involved in its performance. Like it's a mitzvah that thought, speech, action, your whole being is immersed in that mitzvah. And these three categories of human activity correspond to and are motivated by the three parts of the soul. We have actually five levels of the soul, but there's three uh, levels that, are, that we are aware of, which is the nefesh, the ruach, and the neshama. The nefesh is the instinctive level of the soul, the ruach is the emotional level of the soul, and the neshama is the intellectual level of the soul. And we don't see the whole personality involved in realizing this mitzvah. Because the way you, the, the, your instincts, your emotion and your and your intellect are all involved in doing this mitzvah. And with this, we may return to the midrash, which with which we begin, which is true that Moshe Rabbeinu saw with prophetic vision that the Beit Hamikdash was going to be destroyed, and that this this mitzvah of Bikurim was going to be was not not going to be existent. We don't do this mitzvah anymore because we don't have a temple. And so, but it was the future loss of the Bikurim which particularly distressed Moshe Rabbeinu. It really gave him a lot of pain. And he felt that the great feelings aroused by this mitzvah would not be allowed to terminate with the loss of the Beit HaMikdash and thus instituted a system of prayer to compensate. So prayer, it is evident that, that the overriding function of prayer is to subjugate ourselves to God is to subjugate our personalities, to give ourselves into Hashem, and by admitting one's reliance upon Him. And we learn that the the, the Avot, the, the, our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they instituted the three prayers. So Abraham, who was kindness, who was the personification of, of Hesed, instituted Shaharit, which is the morning prayer. Itzak instituted the Minha prayer, which is the afternoon prayer, and Yaakov instituted the Mariv or the Arvid prayer, which is the night prayer. Abraham, as I said before, represents kindness. He also represents the intellect, and he was the first to break away from idolatry. We know that he, as a small child, was meditating on the world. He looked at the world, he looked at creation, he wondered, and he came to realize and de declare that there's only one God and that God not only created the world and, and, and takes care of it, but that he's very involved in every aspect of every person's life at every instant. So he 
he had no Rebbe, he had no father, so from whom did he learn uh, Torah? He says that God prepared his two kidneys like two rabbis, and they sprung forth and taught him Torah and wisdom. So he's, this is from Bereshit Rabbah. Abraham's intense intellectual dedication prompted him to institute shaharit, the morning service, and the Hebrew word for the morning is boker, as we say boker tov, good morning, which also means clarity. And it is a time of intellectual clarity for mankind and thus correspond to Abraham himself. Isaac, on the other hand, he represents Gevura, which is a boundaries, strictness, a, and, uh, and although he was devoted to his father, uh, he, he, and he oh, not only was he able to sanctify his intellect, but also he sanctified his emotional soul. So we see that Abraham was all about intellect, about pondering and looking and, and, and wondering, and um, Isaac had a connection to his emotions. So he was so connected to his emotions that he was prepared to offer his life on the altar, and he showed that he was completely subjugated to God's will. And it is the emotional soul, this is from his emotions, and which is the source of the human ability to talk, as it was the conjunction on his soul that the, with the body, which first enabled Adam, Adam Aharishon, the first man, to be able to speak. And uh, so Isaac instituted the afternoon prayer, which is called Minha, which corresponds to the emotions, corresponds to the soul. And this verse describes not a person bringing a minha offering for which our daily minha service is named, but instead a soul. And when a soul will offer a minha sacrifice to God. So the, the, the prayer of the, in the middle of the day, that is the afternoon prayer, that's the hardest prayer to come to. Because yes, in the morning you wake up early, you give yourself a time to pray, but this Minha prayer is like in the middle of the day, like there's a, once the, the sun sets, you cannot say it anymore. And usually people are busy at this time of the day. It's the, mo the busiest time of the day. Men are working, women are with, with the kids. It, it's not an easy time to stop whatever you're doing and go and pray. And, and actually this takes a lot of emotion. So indeed the word minha finds its root in the word menuha, which means peace, a peace of mind, rest. And the state of rest intended is one experienced by the soul. And we see clearly that the nefesh corresponds to Isaac. So the, who thus inaugurated the minha prayer. And finally, it was Yaakov who instituted the marif prayer, which is the night prayer when the, when the day has ended and this is achieved as a still higher level of personal development than either his father or grandfather and was able to sanctify not only his intellect and emotions but even his physical body and he was totally in control of his body and generally considered to have been the perfect specimen of humanity as is evident from the following Yaakov was a perfect man dwelling in tents this is in Bereshit and he offered sacrifices to God of his father, Isaac. We know that Jacob represents also the, the attribute of Tiferet, which is uh, compassion, mercy, harmony, his balance, his half 
hesed, half gebura, half kindness, high stri half strictness, it creates a perfect person. Uh, from here, from Yaakov, we have the 12 tribes came into the world through him because of his perfection. And we see that Yaakov offered peace offerings, the forerunners of the Shelamim offerings, which brought peace between God and the Kohanim and the owner as each received a piece of the animal. Only Yaakov, in distinction from Abraham and Isaac, is recorded as having brought these offerings, for only a man who was rich has reached physically as well as intellectually and emotionally. Perfection may bring an offering from which he may eat. So he brought the, uh, the, 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 that, that offering that he gave that in the times of the temple, we didn't have three prayers, said prayers. It was the, the korbanot that were brought to the temple, the, the sacrifices. During the day, the sacrifices were sacrifices that were made out of, um, of not animal sacrifices. Only the, the nightly sacrifices were animal sacrifices because, um, because of the level of Yaakov. Because only a person that had this, this rectification of, of mind, body, intellect, emotions, and, uh, and his body uh, can bring an offering that is being able to be consumed uh, as holy food and, uh, and because it sanctifies the physical. Thus, Yaakov instituted the married prayer, which corresponds to the limbs and fats of the animal offerings, which roasted overnight on the altar in the Beit HaMikdash. And these are the most physical parts of the offerings and thus correspond to Yaakov, the man who sanctified the three arenas of human life. And uh, Rabbi, the, the Shem Mishmuel, he finishes up saying, we have seen that each of these three daily prayer services, which correspond to the forefathers, provide unique opportunities to subjugate ourselves uh, to the will of Hashem. Shaharit is for the intellect. Is if you read, if you go through the Siddur and you read the, the liturgy of the prayer of, 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 of Shaharit, it's all about contemplation, recogni recognizing a Hashem in your life. It talks about the wonders He has done for us, um, about uh, how He created the world, how He took us out of Egypt, how He took us, He, he parted the sea for us. It's all about contemplation and intellect. Minha, the emotions, is more of emotional. And Marie, the physical. So combined, these prayers have the potential to replace the opportunity for connection to God, which was lost when the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed and the mitzvah of Bikorim was canceled. Thus, when Moshe, in, the great, in his great wisdom, saw in a prophecy that one day the people of Israel, Klal Israel, would no longer be able to bring the Bikurim, he arose and he instituted these three prayers. So I wish you a blessed week, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.